Hello and welcome to A Couple of Idiots. This is your daily episode by episode podcast where we cover the TV show Supernatural. I am one of your hosts, Dan, and with me as always is Penny and her dog Nala. She wants <laughs> to get she wants to get in on the act today. Yeah, she uh, climbed right up next to you right when we were starting to record. Yep, she's got nothing to say though. She oh, yeah. <laughs> she's got nothing that, to say. She's smacking her lips. I hope that comes across. <laughs> so today we watched Route Six Six Six. Do you believe in haunted highways? No. Yeah. So I looked this up in the real Route Six Six Six. It was a highway that went all the way from Utah down through, where where did it start? Um, let me get this right here. It goes from New Mexico into Colorado and Utah. Now, I thought that they only used three digits on interstate highways for when it was like a bypass. So, but this was just one big long stretch of road. Yeah, well, because Route 66 isn't an interstate. I mean, it, it is technically, but it was it back in the day just an old highway. Yeah, it was a U.S. highway, not an interstate highway. Right. Um, right. So that makes sense. Yeah, it was on the old highway numbering system. So it's two hundred mile stretch of road, and it earned a lot of dubious nicknames. I mean, it was called Highway to Hell, Devil's Highway, the Beast. Um, a lot of uh, phenomenon have been reported there. Faceless hitchhikers, vehicles. There's some black sedan that'll run people off the road. If you are trapped and or if your car breaks down and start walking, you'll be attacked by hellhounds. Like this road sounds nuts. And uh, but in 2003, they actually had a uh, an application to renumber it. And they, like, did it almost immediately. It sounds like government leaped into action here to get rid of the uh, the stigma of being the mark of the beast. That is an official government documentation as to why they're changing it. And, uh, but, I, you know, they say that still locals still say that it's haunted. That's a fucked up road to be going down alone. So What did they renumber it? It's now 491. Okay. Whatever. I don't know why they renumbered it to 491. They must have had their reasons. Uh, it probably lines up with some other numbering system. Right, right, right. Or something, I don't know. So anyway, the Route 666 we're talking about in this episode happened to be in Missouri. This is where the episode takes place. Now, that's the funny thing is I assume that this episode was going to be about this thing that really existed. Of course, this episode's in 2005, so the road was renamed, but everyone knew about it. I really thought that they were going to ape on that, and we would be talking about a big, lonely stretch of highway. Nope, not at all. This nope, is not at all. Episode starts out with an old friend of Dean's uh, calls the brothers... About some uh, accidents. Wait, 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 wait. No, the episode starts out where we see a guy driving along the, the stretch of road, and this scary truck is behind him. Almost runs him off the road. Oh, you're right. There's that whole opening scene before we even get to Sam and Dean. Right. Okay. Why don't you tell us about that? Okay, so the truck almost runs this guy off the road, 
and then just disappears. So the guy, you know, turns his car around, he's driving, and boom, there's a truck in front of him. Um, somehow, the truck ended up behind him again. It was smashing up his back end. Finally, just runs him totally off the road. The car flips over, and it kills the guy. You see the kind of truck revving its engine a little bit. It slowly backs up, and as it backs up, it starts to vanish. End of scene. <laughs> right. That's where we cut to Sam and Dean. Yeah, so commercial, and we come back. An old friend of Dean's it calls Dean up. Um, I, I think Sam is sitting outside looking at a map, trying to route like a better way to get someplace. Yeah, they originally had it to Pennsylvania for something, and then this this call came. So Dean decided they were going to go help his friend. Yeah, and Sam's got some questions like, "Well, this just sounds like a car crash. Why are they calling you?" Um, we quickly learn that. I mean, we I think we kind of figure out right away that. This old friend is probably an old girlfriend, and sure enough, it's a cute chick. Um, and she, I, I, they dated in the past, and uh, Dean told her all about their ghost hunting. Yes, and Sam's like, dude, what are you doing that for? You know the family rule. We, do, this we do our jobs, and we leave. No discussion. Yeah, except. I had to call this out when we were watching it. I was like, they tell everyone about ghosts. Everyone in their past knows about ghosts. So I don't know why just telling one girlfriend was a really big deal, but it was. No, to me, they only tell the people what they do who are directly involved in whatever they're, they're hunting. And at the time, Dean and John were hunting something unrelated to this woman. And so for Dean to tell her, because she wasn't involved with whatever they were hunting, was unusual. I mean, sure, they're going to have to, after they, you know, take care of, like, in the third episode, Dead in the Water, they take care of that little boy's ghost. Obviously, they're going to tell those people, this is what we do for a living. They dealt with the ghost. They know it's real. So I think that's what the difference was, was the fact that Cassie, as this girl's name, had nothing to do with the original job that Dean and John were on when Dean told her about what they do. I don't know, maybe, but it, it seemed a little odd to me. I, 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 I get your theory, and I agree with you, but they do tell a lot of people. Oh, they do. We find out then that Cassie's father has been run off the road, and his best friend Clayton were run off the road. And in the days before her father ran off the road, he complained about being followed by a big black truck. Yeah, he had seen this truck before, and uh, no one seemed to believe him because they never found it. Never, No one else could see it, it seems like. So Sam and Dean go to the, I mean, they find all this out. They're hanging out at the newspaper she works at, I think. Right. And then the local editor, uh, he then gets killed by the black truck. Yes, he's the next victim of the black truck, is um, the editor. And the thing that um, all these men have in common is they all happen to be African-American. So we're like, hmm, what's going on here? Yeah, it looks like a racist ghost. Uh, Dean ends up with Cassie in bed then, shortly <laughs> after this. They're arguing about something. I think he's like clarifying, no, that wasn't really an excuse to dump you that I'm a ghost hunter. It's like pretty legit and you called me and they have a little bit of a squabble then they rip each other's clothes off and throw each other on the bed you know like you do in the middle of a fight right exactly i don't know i've never done that in the middle of a fight but whatever 
No, I <laughs> getting naked's about the last thing you're thinking <laughs> of when you're bickering with someone. <laughs> Usually, you just want to smash that person in the face and get it over with. But you know, you keep those to, that to yourself. <laughs> and then we see the mayor get killed. Now, this is a white guy. You kind of he's the the synopsis Dan is reading is really skipping a lot. Uh, yes, uh, first of all, before the white guy gets killed. Um, Cassie and Dean and Sam were talking to him about why there is nothing done about, you know, the fact that these African-American men were, were being killed and no one seemed to really care. You know, are you racist? And he says, I'm the least racist person you can think of. Just ask your mom. Um, but she didn't want to talk about it. So, yeah, then after a while we see um, this, it happened to be the mayor, too, he was not even on this road. He was on a different road, and it was daytime, and he's white. And, yeah, this truck runs him over and ends up killing him. Yep. So uh, after the mayor is killed, uh, the boys and Cassie find that all the men were linked to the Dorian family. Yeah, it sounds like the Dorian family was the rich family that founded the town um, because they owned a lot of everything. Back in the day. Yeah, w wealthy white family in the area for sure. Uh, then Cassie gets attacked. She's in her house and then the truck is outside revving its engine. Yeah, it's revving its engine. It's, you know, stops short of crashing into the house, but it comes really close and it scares the crap out of her. Well, then they find out when her mother was young, she used to date a man called Cyrus Dorian. Mm -hmm. She left him for Martin Robinson. Who is Cassie's dad. And an enraged Cyrus burnt down the church in which they were going to be married at, killing the children's choir inside. Yeah, kind of like what happened in Mississippi back in the day when the, that church got burned and those kids got, got killed. Back in the race riots, that really did happen. So Cyrus then attacked Martin, beating him badly, before Martin was able to overpower Cyrus and just started beating him with a two-by-four and didn't stop and killed him. Right, right. So along with his two friends, Clayton and Jimmy, so now we've pieced together the three uh, African-American dudes. Uh, they all have this pact, and they put Cyrus's body into his truck and roll it into the swamp. Right, so we now know why... Um they, the spirit was after them. You know, they're the ones that, one, the guy killed him and the other two helped cover it up. But we're still wondering, well, what does the mayor have to do with it? So they ask the mom. Well, come to find out old Harold Todd, he wasn't the mayor at the time. He was a young deputy. He discovered what happened and figured out how this was a revenge killing and just covered it all up. He just let, he just let frontier justice take its toll. Right, because he knew that Cyrus was the one that probably burnt down the church and killed all those kids, and it was just a jerk anyway, so... Um, and then, obviously, I mean, we got to put ourselves in the historical context here. Obviously, the, there would have been a massive trial, and these three got, black guys would have been killed. I mean, right, they would have ended up dead. They executed by the state, or Even, mob justice. Right, right, even though um, Cassie's dad, I didn't write down his name, I forgot, I'm sorry... Um, he did, you know, kill him, but it was kind of in self-defense because Cyrus was beating him first. 
Yeah, but try to get that past a jury. And right, get it past a jury, especially back in the racist. 60s in the South. And yeah, they never would have gotten away with it if the if the police officer at the time hadn't decided not to press charges and keep everything covered up. Um, so the official story was that Cyrus disappeared since there was never any body found. Yep. So Sam and Dean, they know that the uh, that the truck in the body is in the swamp, and all they got to do is just drag it out. Salt and burn it, done with the ghost. So they go back to the swamp, they drag it out. Uh, this is where I find things pretty silly in this show, is how big was that swamp? How do they know exactly where the truck is? How are they both clean after <laughs> digging around in a swamp and chaining it up? Like, there is so much work that goes into this. You don't just pull up to the side of the lake, toss a hook in, and fish yourself a big-ass truck out. Well, I would assume, because it was just pushed in by hand, it was close to shore. It can be close to shore. Do you know how big swamps are? They aren't just, like, a city block large. Usually, they're miles. Right, and I'm assuming that possibly Cassie's mom knew where the truck was pushed in. But the thing about the clean clothes, you're right. They would have had to have gotten into the swamp, found the truck, connected the chain to the truck, gotten back out. They no, would have their been hands weren't even wet. No, I don't know how they <laughs> chain, put the chain on the bumper of an underwater truck. <laughs> it's they, magic. They stayed bone dry. <laughs> so, yeah, that was kind of a, hmm, yeah, moment. <laughs> so they get the body out, and uh, they pour gas and salt on it, light it on fire. But then while they're doing that, the ghost truck shows up there at, the, at, at Sam and Dean. Yeah, they're like, oh, crap, this doesn't work. What do we do now? So Sam says, I forget who comes up with the plan, but basically Dean takes off in the car to get the, to get the ghost truck to follow him. Sam ducks down while ghost truck, and here's another question. Ghost truck goes driving past Sam, and he's kind of like ducked down behind something like the ghost truck is looking at him or could see him. Well, maybe he... I don't know how the physics of eyeballs work when you're a ghost, but I don't think it works like that. Well, I don't think... Well, for one thing, they don't physically have eyes, and I think it's more... Exactly. It's more of a sense... Yes, the ghost should have been able to sense him, whether it saw him or not. So I don't know about that. But anyway, yes, it was Dean's idea to get into the Impala and drive away, draw the truck away, so Sam could hopefully find a way to stop the truck, other than trying to actually burn the truck, because that would be really hard to do that. And Sam is really into maps, by the way. We open up, he's staring at a map, he's got a map. Now, Sam's always got, you know, the Thompson's Guide in his back <laughs> pocket. Well, I'm sure back then, because you didn't have smartphones where you could use GPS, you had to have some sort of physical map if you wanted to know where you're going. My parents still drive around with that giant gazetter. Yeah, yeah. That shows, like, every little dirt back road. Mm-hmm. It takes forever to get around the state with those guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I like the smartphone. Type in the address. It tells you exactly how to get there. Yeah. Waze, what's the fastest route <laughs> how do i avoid the police and all the accidents <laughs> <laughs> in that order <laughs> so sam is there looking at a map dean is driving around the car sam comes up with the plan and he's like you gotta follow my directions exactly listen exactly while he's driving down some country road he's like take a right so he takes a right okay you gotta follow me exactly do you see a road no 
Do you see a road? Yeah. Take a left. Okay. So then go left. I'm like, how hard are these directions? Take the first right, then take the first left. Well, he wanted, yeah. And then he's like, okay, you got to go exactly 0.7 miles. Got to go exactly 0.7 miles and stop. So Dean's racing along. Well, then you see some ruins of something. So you know it's a burned building. Why couldn't, why couldn't the directions have been... When you see the ruins of an old burned out building stop instead of be exactly 0.7 miles. Um, I don't know. Maybe probably because of the fact that Sam didn't know that there are still ruins uh, there. Okay. He yeah, just knew right. what was standing there. He didn't have eyeballs so right. on the scene. So, yeah, right. he wouldn't have known that there was ruins. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So sitting there in a one-on-one situation, Dean has turned his car around, so he's sitting in the burned-out church area, and then Ghost Truck is lined up with him and revs the engine and then drives at him straight away, and, like, Ghost Truck crashes into the ether. I don't even know how to explain it, but it was kind of like Ghost Truck got in a crash, well, the ghostly just, dimension, and vanished yeah, right that, in front of Dean's car. Yeah, it it did vanish. It didn't crash. It just vanished into. No, there was like a crumpling, crashing bit to it. It didn't just like drive into a spectral tunnel. <laughs> okay. Well, I think it crashed into the abyss. I don't know. Um, that's the end of that. Uh, Sam, you know, explains. Hey, uh, it's it's sacred ground. There was a church there. So sometimes when demons go into that, they get obliterated. And Dean is like, sometimes? Well, what if that didn't happen? And then Sam comes back, oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah, what if, I, what if your plan had... And it, and it wasn't a demon, it was a vengeful spirit. So Sam says, yes, um, hallowed ground, whether the church is still standing there or not, it was church property, therefore it's hallowed ground, destroys evil spirits. So that's why he knew, or <laughs> hoped, the truck would disappear Instead of crashing into Dean, which is what happened. But yeah, <laughs> it was really funny when Dean's like, how did he know it was going to work? Well, I didn't. I was just kind of hoping. <laughs> yep. So. Uh, that's the end of the, you know, that's the end of the battle with evil. The next day, Dean meets up with Cassie. They have a bit of a chit chat. She turns him down for any extra love. <laughs> Then we just see the boys right away. Uh, Sam's driving, and Dean puts on his sunglasses and takes a nap. Yep, says, wake me up when when we get there. Wake me up when it's my turn to drive, I guess is what he says. So that was pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, I really wish it was about the other highway. Yeah. Oh, and we did forget to mention that back in the 60s, there were also um, three black guys killed by this truck by the live guy so uh, that's another reason why the mayor who was a cop at the time knew that the cyrus guy had probably done those murders burned the church killed the kids which is why he let pretty much those guys get away with what they did yeah i forgot about those other three murders that yeah he did when he was alive like with his real truck yeah because he was a psycho so he was not a nice person at all. Um, vengeful spirit. Are those are they real? Can your blender be possessed by a vengeful spirit? No. I don't believe so anyway. You do believe in vengeful spirits though, right? But you don't think that they can 
I well attach themselves to physical objects. Okay, there's a difference. A vengeful spirit is a, a ghost. I don't believe in ghosts. An evil spirit, I consider a demon. Yes, that is possible. That that could you know somehow come into your house, do whatever. Kind of like, well, not exactly poltergeist, but you know. Hey, do you think it's the uh, evil spirit that causes the uh, center console of your car to just have things disappear and reappear in it? That does not happen. All right. I hope we get an episode where crap just disappears and reappears because that's the center console of your car and it freaks me out. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. You have blocked this all out of your mind. We have put stuff in there before. It has gone missing for months. We go back, check one last time, and there it is. And we're like, we checked here five times. Why, why is my ABBA CD in there now <laughs> and not before? <laughs> I swear. <laughs> Listeners, you have to believe me. Okay. <laughs> Center Council of Her Car's got a pack rat spirit. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Anything else on this episode? Um, no, that's it. Just, you know, the vengeful spirit. Uh, oh, and the reason oh, the reason that this ghost became active all of a sudden, because the ghost hadn't, hadn't been a ghost until this Mayor Todd guy, he bought the old Dorian property and right away bulldozed down the house. And Sam and Dean think that's what caused the spirit to awaken and start taking vengeance on the people that had done away with him back in the day. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all I have. Do you have anything else? Nope. So, the next episode, season one, episode 14, is Nightmare. I'm assuming it has something to do with nightmares. I could be wrong. You know what? Wait. What I find peculiar is this was episode 13. Yes. And being that, like, number 13 is such bad luck, I am really shocked that they didn't tie that into this episode as the plot line. Like a Friday the 13th type thing? Uh, just a 13 no, being unlucky number. Just a 13 unlucky number, something or other. No. I don't think Sam and Dean believe in that superstition. <laughs> <laughs> All the other crap, they can't, they can't come up with the fact that 13's unlucky. I mean, there isn't even 13 floors in buildings any, in America. Oh, back in the day, they didn't, but I don't think, I don't know. No, nowadays they still skip it. Really? Hmm. Seems weird, but whatever. Yeah, if you if you stay or work on the fourteenth floor, you're really on the thirteenth floor. Ooh. They just you know want to lie to you, just like how they renumbered wrote six 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 to not make it evil. And it still <laughs> is. That thirteenth floor is still evil. Exactly. They got to get into bad luck numbers at some point though, because the Chinese have a bunch of numbers that they don't like. Yeah, I know, but I don't really think if I. Uh, Recalling the episode, all the episodes I've watched, I don't really think they do get into any sort of what numbers are lucky. I mean, there is an episode about luck, but it has nothing to do with numbers. Hmm. So what's the next episode? Nightmare. Oh, yeah. You said that. Yes. So I do believe it might have something to do with someone having some sort of nightmare. Possibly. Now that's on Friday the 13th thing. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Well, that's fun because I hope this ties in with the Rick and Morty episode. (laughs) What Rick and Morty episode? Where they go into the dreams and eventually they keep incepting and then they get to the very bottom and there's like the ripoff of Freddy Krueger. 
Right. And he's looking for them. He's like, you can run, but you can't hide, bitch. <laughs> they're like, wait, why are we listening to this guy? We don't have to. We can just hide. He says we can't hide, but we can. And they just hide all day. <laughs> and then at night, though, when they go and incept him and become friends with him. Their little Freddy Krueger. <laughs> okay. You remember that episode? Uh, no, I don't usually pay attention to Rick and Morty that much. I mean, it's funny. It's a funny show, no doubt. But it's just not... Okay, we'll talk to you all tomorrow. All right, have a good day.